Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. After school, you know, we would walk up the hills and there would be a big cypher and people just, you know, doing a hand clap like. No hey, music. That, that, that. No hey, music. one time with the one, one time. Hey. Like, you hear that walking and you're just automatically like, I'm walking and I'm like running. You yeah. know what I mean? Like you're attracted to that energy. Hey, the CZ Podcast is brought to you by us, CZ Studio, the number one dance app on the App Store and Google Play Store with over 1 million downloads. We provide curated online dance classes taught by the world's best instructors. Why did we create CZ? To help you reach your dance goals one step at a time. Whether that goal is to perform with the biggest and best musical artists in the world or just be the life of the party at your cousin's wedding. I'm your host, Clay Boone Let's get to it. Doc Lock. Known by the government as Nelson Cruz, Dang, founder the... of the crew, notorious light feet <laughs> member of the squad based out of Orlando, Florida, instructor at Exchange Dance Academy, a bank worker yes, of sir. some sort. We'll talk about that a little bit more <laughs> later. And of course, Steezy light feet instructor. What's good, Doc Lock? What's happening? How's it going, man? Good, bro. Excited to be here. You just taught a class, right? Yes. What was the song? That All you about the Benjamins. Is it a good class? Yes, of course. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm excited. I'm excited. I, I was always, I was curious. Uh, where did Doc Lock? As a name come from, I, I can only assume it's no, it's fine. Doctor Octavius from <laughs> S- Spider Man, <laughs> combined with like a like a lock in, you know. Like, so it's it's funny because like it's a super long story, but to kind of like try to like put it in a nutshell, I guess. Um, one of the dancers I looked up to, his name was Lockstar. Okay, and I was introduced to him by one of my friends by the name of Slim Shady. Uh, for those who don't know, in Light Feet, we actually have dance names outside of our regular names, mm-hmm. and. When I met Lockstar, he was like um, one of those people that gave a lot of tough love. And he was like, you know what? Like, I'm not going to make you my creation, but I want you to be like my protege. So I was like, okay. And then there was another dancer I went to school with by the name of Giz the Wiz. Um, If you guys have ever heard of Kid the Wiz, that's his creator. Wow. And um, I like the fact that his name rhymed. So I was like, dang, like, what can I get that rhymes? I was like, what rhymes with Lock? I was like, Doc. I was like, Doc Lock. Dr. Lockin, and that's how I got the name. Let's go. <laughs> All right. So it's not as Spider-Man related as I thought it was. No, but I, I've had a couple of jokes with it, like Dr. Lockdepus and like all this <laughs> yeah. crazy stuff. I don't like Lockdepus. <laughs> Lockdepus is nasty sounding. Yeah, bro. <laughs> yeah, people like earning dance names is always an interesting thing or like creating their own. Yeah. Some people are given it. Some people are basing it off something. Some people just are just like out of nowhere. Like, I want to be called. Locked up, <laughs> <laughs> bro. That's so cringe. Yeah. <laughs> so something I am also like, I want to give the listeners a basic understanding of light feet because uh-huh. light feet is it's not a new style, but it is a style that in popular media on on TikTok and such, a lot of people are using light feet movements. Mm-hmm. And so, could you give the audience a little base of what light feet is? So light feet is pretty much like it comes from the streets. Um, 
the voice of Harlem pretty much gave the term light feet um, as kind of like a hype for people that would dance. To him, light feet meant you're dancing and you're in your own element doing what you love. And we basically cultivated that term mm. and we made a whole culture out of it. Um, you said the voice of Harlem. Yes. Who, who, AG, the voice of Harlem. That's a person. Yes, that is a person. Okay. And if you've ever heard the song Love on Top, Beyonce, yeah. at the beginning, uh, Jazz Moon, Straight Face, you remember? Yeah. The voice of Harlem. That's him. Oh. You know what I mean? So um, he was basically like the hype man for like basketball games uh, at the Ruck- at, like Rucker Park. And wow. uh, he was the one that was hyping up all these dancers. And he'd be like, get the light feet going. Get the light, the light. And just that feel-good energy that it created. And and it's just it's amazing to see like where it started wow. to like where it is now. Wow. And and light feet is that still a subsect of hip hop dance? Correct. Light yeah. feet is 100% rooted in hip hop. Mm. Um it's funny because I'll teach like a beginner's level light feet class and people are like, "Okay, yeah, beginner's level, I could take it." And like they struggle a little bit, but it's a good push because light feet is not necessarily considered beginner's hip hop, if mm. that makes sense. Yeah. Because there's so much that you can do with light feet. There's so much that you can incorporate um different dance styles like I can mix crump with light feet. I can mix uh mm. contemporary with light feet. Mm. I can mix jazz. It's just whatever you make it as long as you understand the foundations and where the culture is actually rooted in. Mm. Because it's more than just a dance, it's actually a whole culture in itself. Wow. What's the best way to get engrossed in that culture? Um I kind of would say like it's hard to say do research because mm. like a lot of our footage unfortunately was deleted off of YouTube. Mm. Um but you do have resources like Mr. YouTube mm-hmm. himself. Um there's Steezy classes of courses. There's Steezy a- classes of Mr. YouTube. Yeah, Steezy classes <laughs> of Mr. YouTube. Yeah. Um there's some, you know, links on YouTube that you can still find of like old battle footage mm. and definitely asking around trying to find like the originators, um the legends, people that have been there from the beginning like definitely youtube crybaby cozy um these are people from pretty much the start that are still active and involved in the culture Mm -hmm. and then you have other people that came throughout the years like e solo you had Mm -hmm. k slick myself you know there's a lot of dope um light feet dancers that are still here active Mm -hmm. trying to push the culture outside of what you may see on like tiktok as just like a hype dance or a random lock-in or a random tic-tac-toe, you know? Yeah. Like, it's cool to see people wanting to show interest in the style and wanting to incorporate it in their dance. Um, But I feel like it's kind of like swaying away from them understanding where it's rooted in. Well, I I think that's a perfect segue into what I'd love to talk about, which is your thoughts on how social media has sort of taken and pulled light feet Mm -hmm. um, out of its context, which is a very normal thing for all dances. Yeah. Um, like, I, I even think that ballet is something that has been pulled out of its original context and has been understood as this, like, weirdly, like, the foundation of all dance, which to me is hilarious because, <laughs> I'm like, so you're telling me that Chinese folk dance is based off ballet? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Right. Yeah. It's, it's this, like, Eurocentric idea, right? But so I think every dance has really been pulled out of its context, and that's the, the nature of the social environment. And this is social 
media. Correct. So what, what are your feelings on it? Because I see TikTok dances, right? You mentioned mm-hmm. you mentioned people hitting a, a random lock-in. Not, yeah. not a lock-in, a random, a random one. Because they're hitting some weird counts here, right. right? Yeah, what are your thoughts? Um, Like I said, like I appreciate the enthusiasm behind it. Um, I don't want to knock people for wanting to do it. Mm. Um, unfortunately, like there are a couple of bad apples as well, mm-hmm. and it happens. But it really, I feel like it really depends on the people that are doing it and what their intent behind doing it is. Mm. Are they doing it just because they want to do it for fun? Are they doing it because they actually want to learn and know and understand about more about the culture? Um, are they, you know, do they have access to resources? You know, mm. are they actively doing research? Are they like trying to reach out to like people from, you know, back then, people that are still active in the culture? Like, yeah. what is your intent behind it? Mm-hmm. How do you think you can, or not even just you, but people around the light feet space could bring more people in? Because I think that there's this interesting thing. I've always felt it as a popper myself, right? Yeah. And there's this interesting area of like, hmm, how much am I take taking advantage of a culture, even though I battle and I do all these things as well, and right. I, I don't have anyone that's like going against me, but... A person on TikTok who saw it from a person who saw it from another person who saw it from another person, mm-hmm. right? They 100% don't know the context. I don't know the person who created the electric slide. Maybe someone else can tell me, right? right? But that dance has been taken and put into everywhere else, right? The people hidden a quick tone wop, hidden a quick lock-in. What can people in the light feed space that do know do to encourage these people to understand the culture better? Um, I would say try coming out to New York per se. Mm. Um because that's where life feed is rooted in. You mm. know what I mean? And for us, like we don't we don't hate anybody. And hate is a very strong word. Yeah. You know, we don't hate anybody. We just may not agree to how certain people go about wanting to know about the culture. Mm-hmm. Um I would definitely encourage people, like I said, to try to reach out to those that are still active. But if you can, like if there's an event in New York, like there's active events in New York, um, you know, Waffle, the Waffle Crew, they've mm-hmm. been on America's yeah. Got Talent. They hold um, battle events, you know, every now and then. Um, and just try to get access to those resources of understanding when those events are mm-hmm. and trying to make your way to those events. If not, at least try to follow along with what's going on within the culture. Because mm-hmm. like I said, there's literally like the lifey world that everybody sees and then there's the real raw lifey yeah. that's in New York, you know? And yeah. unfortunately, I would say it's not as friendly, but also people aren't super stuck up either. You know, mm. if you want help, you want the information, you want to know, like there are people that will genuinely sit there and help you and yeah. give you that information if you want it, but you have to want it. It's true. There's there's this genuine thirst and curiosity that you can see from certain people mm-hmm. that really... It, it it opens the door for them and allows the the OGs or the, the pioneers who are pushing life feed to enter and be like, oh, yes, this person really wants it. Like, you don't have to do the most. Like, uh, the, the plain simple thing is not everyone can go to New York. Yeah. Right? Of course. Like, there are people all around the world doing life feed yeah. now. And not everyone can do that. Of course. But what needs to happen is first people need to dance and mm-hmm. they need to just do life feet. And I, and I, I'm, I feel very strongly about this because I know that there's, there's a generational gap when yes. it comes to learning a lot of um, hip hop, a lot of street dance styles overall. And a lot of people want you to learn the knowledge mm-hmm. first. And I was like, I'm gonna tell you now, no one's going to learn the base, the base knowledge of, of life feet yeah. before they've, been interested in my feet and tried to do it they have to do it they have to get their feet wet mm-hmm. they have to have a person be like oh like that was a sick tone wop they're like oh what yeah. 
<laughs> and I think another thing too, people need to be honest. Hmm. You know, um, it's definitely good to encourage people, but if it's somebody that genuinely, genuinely wants to get better at that craft, you know, I was raised on tough love. Not everybody can be raised that way, mm -hmm. but just letting them know, like, hey, like, I love your enthusiasm. I love your energy. That was great. But you can do this, that, and the third. Mm -hmm. Just to kind of like encourage them still. Like, you don't want to start off with the negative and then say, okay, this is what you need to do. No, start off with the positive. Encourage yeah. them. Give them that sense of confidence that they're on the right path mm -hmm. and then allow them to build themselves up. Mm -hmm. You kind of give them the blueprint and you don't really hold their hand along the way. You allow them to walk. And if they fall, you're there to help them get back up and allow them to keep pushing forward, you know? Nice. Most definitely. Yeah, I think I think especially in this era, because we sort of decontextualize criticism, um, especially through the Internet, which most people are seeing these stances through. Yeah. It is really important to include that sort of positive reinforcement behind critique. But critique needs to happen nonetheless. Yes. It's a, it's a d difficult, shaky field. Mm -hmm. Um, actually, going back uh, on the events, you said there are events in New York. Mm -hmm. I have a lot of people that message me in California like, Clay, where do you go to these battles? And yeah. it's like there are people that are right. They live right next to where battles are happening. They don't know where to find it. Mm -hmm. So where do people look on the Internet, on posters? Yeah, honestly. So like with the the main thing I would say is Instagram. Instagram. Um the ones that mainly promote a lot of events are Waffle NYC. Okay. Um, at, you can follow their Instagram at Waffle NYC. Add the, add the link right add, here. Add the link, right? There you go. There you go. And um, they're big on promoting events. Um, there was also a media team in Light Feet known as Mindless Thoughts Media and Arts. Um, and How do you spell that? Mindless. Mindless. Yeah. Thoughts. And they spell it with like a Z. I think it's like okay. two Zs. Okay. Um, and it's Mindless Thoughts Media and Arts. And they also were big on throwing events. They still throw events every, every now and then mm. as well. And then aside from the big events, you have like your little like lab centers and you know your little gym sessions and outdoor sessions so that's you know? where people are practicing correct right? yeah and it's it's a very like a tight-knit community per se but um just definitely try to put yourself out there mm. for sure um i'm definitely a great resource if you have any questions and anybody wants to know about events if i know i can definitely share that information nice. i'm never afraid to do that um I just want people to understand, like, mainly it's more than just a dance. It's a culture. And mm -hmm. if you really want to learn and you're enthusiastic about it, there are people like myself that are willing to help you and get you to that point. Because yeah. me, myself, like, I'm a dancer, like, I'm a teacher, mm. but I'm also a student, you know? Like, I still feel very enthusiastic about Lifey since day one. And when I see somebody that has that same energy, mm. it just brings me back to when I first started. I was like, oh, man, like, I want to know where the events are. Where do I I go and yeah. who do I learn from and like how do I get involved in that you know and as long as you carry that energy there are people there that are going to help you it's true because like doc is in our uh do you like to be called doc yeah doc. okay doc. Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just making sure uh doc is in our steezy studio like members page like he threw himself into there and anyone that's doing his light feet classes on steezy like you're commenting on you're pumping them up yeah. you're critiquing you're I sharing it. i love it 100 yeah. it's it's rare it's honestly rare to find like people who are pushing certain cultures who are so engaged because i think at a certain point which i i also think this is a part of you people get protective yes. and there's nothing wrong with being protective i think mm. it's very important to preserve cultures and being protective but 
the way you're doing it to me is extremely uplifting and difficult to find. That. I appreciate you know? that. A it's lot. something that we at Steezy, you know, we love because like I know what it looks like too. Like I'm here sitting some like, you know, chubby Asian kid talk, <laughs> t- expecting you to take take my advice in, in involving dance. Like I know how it looks, but I also know that I'm I'm not the most knowledgeable person. Mm-hmm. I just am privileged to be in a position where I'm able to talk to people right. who are smarter than me in, in these fields who who are pushing these cultures and, and I get to be genuinely curious and ask questions. And here we go. Doc literally just said he's he is down. Ask him where to find these yeah. things. You have a resource right here. No excuses. <laughs> I'm right here, y'all. Right here. in the flesh. In the flesh. Come on. So okay. Actually, I was really curious because we talked about Steezy. Mm-hmm. Where did you first hear about us? So there's actually a pretty big story behind that. A big um, story. Yeah, big, big cozy story. Cozy for this. Story Getting time. Try baby cozy for this. Story time. <laughs> let, me, let me get Squirtle ready. Get Squirtle he's a part me. of this story too. Oh, okay. Um, so back in 2020, I had actually auditioned for the dance team. I'm, now, I'm, I'm on now, the squad. In, in Florida, right? In Florida, okay. correct. In Orlando, Florida. And... I'm based off of street dance. Mm-hmm. Like I was never raised in the studios. I never asserted myself to take studio classes. So me actually auditioning for a, a dance team was very new to me, like a like a professional dance mm. team per se that like competes actively and yeah. things like that. So I was very nervous and you know, I just went in there, I did my thing, you know, had a lot of fun and I like halfway made the team. So we had a trainee squad, basically. Oh, okay, 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 yeah. And a part of the uh, requirement in the trainee squad was for us to take three months of STEEZY courses. Whoa! <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, take three months of STEEZY courses. Um, every week we had a new choreographer, a new piece that we actually had to take the class. We had to submit videos. And then during practice, we actually had to perform the pieces. Whoa! So um, that was like my first real big introduction to STEEZY. And uh, when I when I tell people that story, they're like, no way. Like, that's crazy. Like, just the way things work full circle, kind of like starting off as somebody taking Steezy classes to now, you know, being a Steezy instructor. Yeah. Like, it's, it's very like a very humbling experience, you know. And how is Squirtle involved? So Squirtle, because the squad is based off of Squirtle Squad. Squirtle Squad. Squirtle Squad. And, you know, these are the shades. The gla- so. Yeah. This is how Squirtle is a part of this thing. The Squirtle Squad. The Squirtle Squad. <laughs> That's. Do, do you remember which of those Steezy classes was the most challenging for you? <laughs> Maybe not class, but instructors also works. I'm trying to remember. Um, I can't honestly like because for me, since it was all new, everything was a challenge. That to me. makes sense. But the first first steezy class that I ever took was David Lee and it was Shug the Baby. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Bom, bom, yeah. Bom. yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I look back and I watch that choreo. And <laughs> <laughs> I cringe so bad, bro. I'm like, ooh, like what's going on here? It is such a different um, groove than light feet yes because it's such a like downwards mm-hmm. like pump pump kind yeah. of movement and i'm not used to that i'm yeah. used to be being like very like upbeat yeah. and just kind of like free and i'm not used to like hit hit lines grounding and, like, yeah. yes being very grounded so that was all very new to me and um i was very thankful for that experience because i feel like it helped me build my confidence in wanting to take more choreography classes and mm. wanting to just challenge myself and put myself in uncomfortable positions. And that's one thing I always tell my students is that 
you have to be comfortable with being uncomfortable if you really want to grow. Mm -hmm. Because the more comfortable you are with challenging yourself, the more you're naturally going to push yourself. Yeah. If you take a class and you feel like it's too easy, then it's kind of like, what's the purpose of you really taking class at that point? You yeah. Know, if you're not feeling challenged, then maybe you shouldn't be in that class and you should try to assert yourself into a class that is going to give you that push. You are going to feel uncomfortable. You're going to look in a room and be like, how the heck are they picking that up and I'm struggling? Oh, yeah. You know, but you, you also want to give yourself grace. Yeah. A lot of people don't know how to give themselves grace as well. And I think that's the biggest flaw in people that are like trying to come up and dancing as well. They get defeated so easily and they yeah. put themselves down so quick. And... You know, it's just you have to trust the process. You know, there's going to be a lot of ugly before there's a lot of beauty. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think that there's a lot of basic obstacles that can come from familial, like family upbringing. It can yeah. come from interactions with friends. I think a lot of people have been discouraged by those that they love mm -hmm. involving dance. And even if when they're in the process of dancing, they might they might not have received that in that moment. Mm -hmm their mind has already made up that, yeah. that thought process that like it's not good enough, yeah. you know? And so I think that what you said was really important, but I also will, will also counter to, aside from taking classes that stretch you, right? Mm -hmm. You say that are uncomfortable. Right. You know, when you guys are stretching, you're trying to hit a, a position that's like really hard to get. Yeah. It's, it feels terrible. It's mm -hmm. uncomfortable until finally you're like, oh, I can touch my toes now, right. you know? Uh, but I also think it's really important to find classes that make you feel good yes right because it's not about necessarily yes. being comfortable mm -hmm. it's about being in a space that helps you build momentum in your dancing correct right and i think that a lot of that um it's actually very hard to do as just an individual i i man i respect the heck out of all these steezy users that are posting themselves in their very first like live inhuman physical that's class that's vulnerability they, bro. they do like, it for years they're, they're doing steezy for years and mm -hmm. like i took my first class and man all of us all of us at, at CZ watch them. Like, yeah. we, we have our meetings in the morning and we watch them. We're just like, oh my gosh. So, like, yeah, so for all the CZ users, if you don't know, like, we watch all of those videos of you guys and we sh we revel in your wins. And I think that it's it's really important to find those spaces. But one thing that's interesting is it's always better with people, with yes. community. Absolutely. But not everyone has that. Yeah. You have community in dance right in your light feet mm -hmm. and you have you're part of a team right. right were you originally part of a team like when you were engaging in light feet who were you surrounded by so when i first started light feet um like i said light feet because of the fact that it comes from the streets it was a very popular street style so you would literally see it in the hallways in school and the parks um you could walk into like a deli and like see somebody like hitting like a like an old school tone wow. yeah and it was just like in the sense, New York was the community for Light Feet. Mm. And then um, when I had started asserting myself in like these battle events, you know, I started meeting more people. And of course, we all share the same love for Light Feet and the same passion. So because of that, it's easier for us to connect as well. Mm. And um, like you said, it's hard because some people don't have that sense of community or they don't know where to find it. Or some people are even just, you know, very timid to come out of that shell, you know, and I feel like it's just more so like understanding yourself, who you are as a person and just seeing what makes you comfortable, who makes you feel good. And like you said, what classes make you feel good mm -hmm. too? like go where you feel loved, go where mm. you feel passion, go where you feel fulfilled and dance. You yeah, know? because it's a good thing to have a community, but it's also a good thing to have 
genuine people within that community as well. Mm. There, there's 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 friends to mm. build with, and mm-hmm. then there are the people who will help stretch you. Yes, right. Um, uh, my our coworker co-host Jesse, she. She used to be in track, right? Like okay. track and field. And she she said like the advice her coach gave her is try running with someone who's just a little bit faster than you. Because every time you do that, you you have somewhere to push towards, but you also get to keep pace to a certain extent. Yeah. And yeah, I do think that's really, really important. Who do you think who was one of the people that was just above you that you were keeping pace with? Uh I would say my first dance partner. Hmm. Uh his dance name was And One. Okay. And I used to play baseball before Life Feet, hmm. and you know he was on my baseball team as well. And we would literally just wait. Like, how old were you at that time? I was fifteen. Oh, okay, like fourteen, fifteen. Cool. Yeah, and um, you know he had the same enthusiasm as me when it came to Life Feet, but every time I would watch him dance, he just had like a different kind of like sauce to him, like a different type of mm. swag, and I was just like, dang, like. I want to get like that. And he would always encourage me too. He's like, no, bro, like you're going to get it. Like you're good. Like don't worry about it. And like we had this little funny thing, a fun story. Um, we used to call each other like nicknames. Mm-hmm. He would call me Se and I would call him C. And together it spelled out like sexy. Yeah. So like, that was our thing. So he'd be like Se and I'm like C. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, just like that exchange of energy, like yeah. – um, he really, really pushed me to want to be better mm-hmm. and, like like you said, that person to keep up with. And, you know, after a while, he kind of, like, stepped away from it and he just kind of, like, stopped. And, like, you know, he lived his own life and he went on his own path and I kept going with it. But he's always been there and he's still there till this day. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I always let him know, like, bro, like, I really wouldn't be where I'm at right now if it wasn't for you giving me that extra push, giving mm-hmm. me that encouragement, you know, helping me build my confidence within the style. And, like, I'm forever, like, grateful for him, honestly. Like, it's wow. definitely like a brotherhood when it comes to him, for sure. And one. And one. Let's go, and one. And one. Devo Park. Like, that was that boy, man. Dang. I, when you were... 15 when you're in the that's high school right yeah, yeah. high school time um was that when you started life feet yes like you started in high school what did you do aside from just having and one there mm-hmm. to 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 stay consistent because i feel like it's really easy to let school work or when you're older you get you you have work work yeah. getting in the way of your dance career mm-hmm. what were you doing during that time that like how did you dance find time for that literally i would dance in the hallways like when the bell rang and stuff like that mm. uh, a lot of friends that i had were also dancers as well um a lot of them were very well respected dancers oh. in the culture as well back in, in that time that age in that age Whoa. yeah like i went to school with a dancer like i said giz the wiz i went to school with giz the wiz yeah. i went to school with dancers like d stunner uh professor um one of my friends that passed away c easy you know he was a originator of a team called two real boys and you know, dance teams were big in the parks. So outside of school, we would go to the parks and we would dance in the parks mm. with friends. And it was really easy to stay consistent because of that. Mm. Because we were just, every time we would meet up, you know, we would talk, but it was all dance. You know, mm-hmm. after school, you know, we would walk up the hills and there would be a big cypher and people just, you know, doing a hand clap like, no hey, music. That, that, that. No one time, one one time. You hear that walking, and you're just automatically like, I'm walking, and I'm like running. You know what I mean? Like you're attracted to that energy. So that energy was pretty much everywhere in New York City. So Mm. it made it very easy to be consistent with that. 
But for us, it wasn't training. Yeah. For us, we were just having fun. Yeah. You know, it was like a fun hobby, like high school kids, you know, we're mm-hmm. doing it for fun. And just to see the way the culture has like expanded over the years and now it's just like worldwide, like it's just like, I never felt like for me personally, that was like something that we foresaw. Mm. You know what mm. I mean? Because it was just for fun. But to see where it's at now, like it's just beautiful to see the way it's blossomed into the world. Wow. I It is such a, it's such a special thing to be blessed with an environment that cultivates dance. Yeah. Um, I, I think that like I when I was in high school, when I started as well, I had a freestylers club there. Okay. There was a freestylers club and that is how I stumbled upon dance. Nice. Right. And having that, I, I, I fell in love and I just remember like after school, other kids might go hang out with each other. They go to like, I don't know, like a, eat somewhere go to starbucks or go to each other's houses and stuff we'd hit our friend's garage and we'd session and it was b-boys crumpers poppers everyone and and it was it was such a good time but i think that certain people weaned off but i was i just kept wanting it that i just asked people like hey y'all want to come to my place like there's places available and like each person needs to give that bit of energy Mm mm-hmm um, in order to continue to receive more, because I think um, it's really easy to get caught in this space of of receiving and taking and taking, which is it's not a bad thing. But at a certain point, a person can only give so much, especially yes. when they're leading a culture. And it, the, a culture doesn't have to mean all of light feet. The, right. It can be a culture that you've built um, in an environment with friends, right. you know. And so I think every person needs to have input into their give take give take in order for you guys to thrive and grow right 100%. yeah let's uh let's transition into this uh this bank thing because right. <laughs> you work at a bank what bank do you work at if you don't mind me asking that's fine i work for regions bank okay yeah. regions bank in florida in florida yeah we're based on pretty much like the uh, east coast per se okay um, we're in a couple of other states as well but mainly just on the east coast how long have you been at this bank at this bank i've been three years three is this your full-time job full-time job full-time like nine yeah. to eight th- well eight thirty eight, to five technically eight thirty to five yeah. okay eight thirty five and what is your role? I'm a financial relationship consultant, okay. which is a fancy term for like I do like loans, credit cards, okay. checking accounts, savings accounts, money markets, CDs, IRAs, <laughs> like all this stuff. Yeah. But you dance and you travel around the world and dance. How do you, how are you how does anyone do that? I mean, I I think for me it's the fact of um, my dance is just rooted in passion. You know, I'm very passionate about light feet. So um, people would be like, oh, you work like a nine to five. Like, don't you get tired? And yes, I do get tired. Mm -hmm. But I think it's just that passion that allows me to keep doing what I'm doing with working and being excited for to do everything outside of work, you know. And I definitely take like that same passion and that same confidence and apply it to my workplace. And when I'm out of work, it's just like, okay, work is done. Now it's dance. You know, yeah. I have like a super busy work schedule per se and dance schedule. Um, work is pretty much Monday through Fridays, nine to five or eight thirty to five. That yeah. thirty minute buffer it yeah. makes a big difference. Uh-huh. And um, sometimes I work Saturdays till twelve. Mm. It alternates. But then like my dance schedule, like Monday nights, like I'll go to the flipping gym, which I started doing back in twenty twenty one. Like, and I started working on like you know trying to learn front tucks, and now I'm trying to learn like a back tuck. Wow. And like just like 
that drive of trying to push yourself really like can influence a different spark in you that you never even knew that you had, mm. you know? And then Tuesday nights I teach at exchange, you know, mm-hmm. Wednesday, Thursday nights now squad rehearsals. Fridays are pretty much like almost like a free day, but like I have like my dance practice with my dance team notorious from yeah. time to time. And then the weekends, like I'm free, but I'm not free because <laughs> usually there's like a session or an event or yeah. something going on. And, you know, I would say the biggest thing, like, I have to remember sometimes that I'm human Mm. and I can't, like, burn myself out Mm. because it happens. Mm -hmm. You know, you may see all of this and it's like it's amazing to see, but I'm still human at the end of the day. Like, I still get burnt out from time to time. And I think what's important is for us to make sure that we realize when we're getting to that point and just taking a step back and being like, okay, like this weekend, I'm going to chill. I'm yeah. relax, you know, I'm not going to do anything dance related. doesn't mean like I don't want to do it, Yeah, you know, because even naturally like I'm laying down and like I'll be chilling like on my phone or something and randomly like I'll just think about like a combo in my head or something. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just embedded in you. But to actually sit there and take a step away, sometimes that's also needed for yes. just like that refreshment of coming back into it, you know, even more enthusiastic. Absolutely. And it's it's a hard balance. Um, but like I said, I feel like the passion is what really carries me because I don't see it as something that's work. Yeah. I just see it as something that I enjoy doing. And whenever I'm doing it, I feel like I'm genuinely living in my purpose. Wow. Wow. I'm I'm very interested in the practical element of of that because I, I completely agree. Like you need to take that time off. Hi, Fozzie. There's a dog here if you can't see. This is Fozzie. But what is the practical way for someone to manage that sort of time? Do you have a do you have a calendar? Do you keep a calendar? Um, yes. I feel like at least for me, I like writing it on a calendar like your schedule um, will give you a lot more clarity. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm somebody that I'm more like visual. Mm-hmm. Like if I say it and say it and say it, it's like I could digest it to a certain extent. But when I'm actually like writing it and it's in my face, it's like, okay, like I have things planned out. Mm -hmm. And for me, it's a lot easier to kind of like plan it out and see it visually. So this way I'm like at least mentally prepared ahead of time knowing what I'm getting into. And I don't have to stress the thought of, oh, snap, I forgot I have to do this. I hate that feeling so much. Yeah, bro, like anxiety through the roof, 100%. So I would definitely say like if you keep like an agenda, a calendar, or even your phone and you want to put it in on your like calendar on your phone, it definitely helps you just keep everything like tight-niched and do, gives you more of a you sense. like writing or do you like using the phone uh me i like using my phone i like using the phone yeah i use like google calendar yeah like type of thing i use app i i, I share i share one with my wife too okay. like we have a shared calendar so helpful yeah because i think like i think there are like hacks for organizing life mm-hmm. that it's like super underrated like dancers yeah. always talk about like how do i train better but really a lot of it's like how do I make sure I find time to train yes. and schedule in time to rest? Mm-hmm. One one of my random hacks, it's not even a hack. It's the simplest thing. But it's very easy to have the what if like for an, an event or a class. Mm-hmm. All I do is if it's I think it's going to happen or I've been asked if I'm going to do it, um, I'll put it in. I'll just add a question mark at the end. Yeah, It's simple. It's I know it's nothing. But <laughs> doing that has saved me so much anxiety because mm-hmm. the next time my wife asked me like hey are, like are you going to that dance event I'm like oh my gosh and I look I have a question mark there I was like I need to check in on that. Yeah. And so it's it's these little things that really help people like build in their dance life beyond I need to just get 
skilled. Yeah. <laughs> like, you no, know, you need to schedule in time. You need mm-hmm. to find a system that works for you so that you can work. You can yeah. go to school. You can do all these things and not get overwhelmed and especially learn how to say no yeah. to certain things. And the you biggest thing that you said was finding a system. That's very important. Like once you find that system, everything just kind of like flows. But until you find that system, at least in my opinion, mm-hmm. things are going to just kind of be all over the place. Mm-hmm. And that's what's going to cause that extra anxiety. I feel like as a dancer, like, when you have like that anxiety, it's hard for you to just be inspired to like want to do things dance related. Yes. You know, totally, (laughs) man, those systems, man. Were you originally an organized person back in high school when you're starting? Um, I wasn't. I would say yes and no. Depends on what you considered organized. <laughs> what, did you find? What, did you feel like you had balance in your life between dance and like schoolwork and such? Absolutely not. No, <laughs> not early. Yeah, Absolutely. totally not. <laughs> Absolutely not. Like it was so bad. Like I was so like caught up with dance and like so excited about it that I kind of like I didn't know how to balance out school and dance and. Um, you know, it was just more work for me when it came to school. Um, thankfully, I was able to pass high school, got my, you know, diploma and everything yeah. like that. But, yeah, definitely I was not organized and I did not have that balance yeah. at all. Did, did you did you learn some of that from your job? Like, was that just a requirement? Yeah, yeah. I feel like just in general, not just with job, my job, mm. but just in life, like life experiences um, allowed me to be more appreciative of the fact of like, what are the benefits of being organized? Mm. You know, even if it's just like little things in your house, like do you have a routine when you go home? Mm. Like creating routines, that's another thing, you know, in your everyday life that helps you as well. And, you know, going through those experiences allowed me to give me that sense of being organized and that sense of clarity. Mm. But everybody's different to each its own, you know? Yeah, everyone's going to find their own system. Everyone's going to feel clarity in different ways. Some need it visually, some need it mentally. But just know if you're feeling consistently anxious... Maybe there's a system adjustment. Yeah. (laughs) So what I actually was interested in knowing was like, when did you know or like what inspired you to want to learn and just like understand more of the business aspect Mm. of dance? Like what really got you started with that? Man, I don't think that I was really ever necessarily interested in doing that. Mm-hmm. It seemed like a lot of work. I just wanted to dance and I just wanted to make videos. Yeah. Um, it kind of comes with the whole system thing. Okay. It, it's, it's, it's this anxiety that came with when I didn't feel like I knew what I was doing. You know that first time you get asked like, so what's your rate? Yes. And you're like, what is my rate? <laughs> what is it? What, what, what do I say? Who what am I? What am I worth? Yeah. You know, it's like little things like that. Like that is one of the most basic starting questions that you get. And to this day, it's, it's still anxiety inducing because you grow and you're like, this is how much I'm worth. Is it? Yes. Check with a friend. Check with a person. I don't know. So I feel like when I kept coming across these moments when, you know, I, I so I'm a dance videographer, right? I'm the director of video here at Steezy. But originally I was just filming dance videos. Right. And I think when I came to the understanding, like, I can charge whatever rate I feel I'm worth. What would I pay for my own work? Right. After figuring that out, I was always one of the high, like higher, more expensive people in like just dance videography in our like local community you know and people were paying it and i was like oh that's okay 
I guess, you know, turning over videos to a person in two days after filming it and being a good person on set can warrant that, you yeah. know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so as, you know, I, we, we, we built into Steezy. Like I was never touching most of the business and such. I was always, I was a very external facing person, but I had good friends. I had yeah. Connor, Evan, and Jesse, who we all met the, the, the first four. We all met through wanting to build Steezy, not as friends beforehand, which I think is a very interesting thing. Awesome. So the business of Steezy and the friend group was built from the same place. Okay. And I learned from them because they knew some stuff. But they were in the process of learning. And whenever you know, they went to investor meetings, they had to pitch. They, like you look at our first pitch deck, that was garbage. <laughs> so trash, right? <laughs> I thought it was awesome during that yeah. time, right? But Evan and Connor, they have really high, really high and rising standards. Yeah. And I feel like every time I spend time with them, I'm learning something new because they're always seeking for help. They know that people are smarter better faster at all these different things and they just want to keep absorbing that and they're so transparent about it as well so i get to work around people who are smarter than me who are better than me and the business side of all that came out of necessity it's not necessarily something that i like loved and i've craved but i knew i needed to do those things and understand how businesses work in order to to grow beyond like hey i'm on camera and i'm telling you how to dance like there's that's that's about 20 percent of the work i do 80 no. percent is getting things organized making sure everyone's uh, roles are properly uh everyone is properly doing um their tasks and we're delegating to the right people removing things to help them so necessity does that answer your question yeah that actually does and it, you answered another question without me having to ask it which was like where was Steezy like originated from and where was it like, ro- like what was it rooted in, you know? So yeah. Like, well, actually I can answer that question because yeah. it's a little bit different of a thing. Okay. Yeah. Not even about Doc Lock anymore. Just, <laughs> it's just about Steezy. <laughs> Let me Hang get my plushie ready. <laughs> um, but so Steezy hilariously, people, people don't know this. Um, it started as, do, do, you, do you know Karma Loop? Yes. It's kind of like a de- department store, online department right. store, right? That's originally what Steezy was supposed to be. So Evan, right? Yeah, it's it, kind of like an online, like centralized place where people could buy dance teams' clothing and support Ooh, people. So like, like Notorious that. Lightfeet has a shirt that they come out, they come up with, right? Yeah. They can sell it through Steezy, and then like all that's the SoCal fire. teams, like you can support them. And that money can go. It's 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 this whole intricate thing, but that's what Evan, the CEO of Steezy, was originally thinking. Everyone okay. thinks I own Steezy. I don't own Steezy, <laughs> y'all. Yeah, Evan originally thought about like that, and then Connor, um, other co-founder of Steezy, when they met. Um, Connor was telling him, do you really want to be in the business of logistics, which is clothing? Right. And Evan was like, no, no, I don't, you know? And so there was a lot of rethinking. I'm probably butchering the story. They, of course they lived it. I'm just, <laughs> I came in later. So, but that's kind of the base idea, which is one of the other reasons why it was called Steezy, which yeah. stands for style and ease. I did not know that. Yes. To be Steezy, stylish, make that- it look easy. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. Another, <laughs> another fun fact that you can look at the Steezy logo. Yeah. The, um, the center is actually a bridge between C and C, the communities. The bridge between the communities. <laughs> That's easy. <laughs> Bro. Yep. I, I feel like I have like a whole new appreciation for Steezy just off of that alone. Like <laughs> I already appreciated Steezy for what it was, but like actually hearing and understanding and knowing like 
where it came from and that there's a lot more to it than just it being called steezy yeah like that's that's incredible it bro. was it was something that uh david lim uh he was the director of a, a amazing dance crew called grv which connor and evan were both a part of okay um he used to tell people you gotta make it look steezy like that move's got you gotta make it look steezy you yeah know? so it's just a few of those things kind of boiled down to it but that was sort of the basis of it and then so but but Evan created a blog during that time, and that mm. blog was basically the start of what it was, you know. Okay. So yeah, that's that's sort of like a, a a basis. And then people kept messaging the blog. They were like, "How do I? Uh, can you make a blog about this? Make a blog about like what what popping is? Make a blog." And we're like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, yeah." And they're like, yeah, "But we're but 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 not honestly, you should just take classes." Yeah. And then people were like, "How? I live in like Nepal. There's no classes." Ding 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 ding. And that's sort of a. It's a little basis for wow. online dance classes that's coming in and stuff. Fire, bro! Like I love that for y'all, one hundred percent. Yeah, that's insane. And I was like, kind of wondering, like, why is it like, why is there like a straight line across? I thought it was just for like, literally for style. Yeah, like like a little aesthetic, like thingy, right? But you literally blew my mind when you yeah. said it's just that bridge connecting the communities. Like, yeah, that is very, very like genuine and it's just very heartwarming to hear that too <laughs> i'm yeah. glad you feel that way yeah i think when we we're we we always understood from the start that people are going to look at us and they're going to be very judgmental from the beginning it makes sense we're mm -hmm. we're entering a place where what we're supposed to be the bridge between communities are you kidding me yeah. it's like four asian kids <laughs> just doing like hey man i didn't choose to be asian you know i didn't choose it <laughs> but I also didn't necessarily choose to love dance. All four of us, like we, we just had this appreciation that we saw was deeper than just physically dancing. There's yeah. a way to support the communities and do it in a way that can help build an ecosystem that supports dancers. I mean, heck, you, you can tell people if, if you if you believe this too, but one of the first things that we wanted to do is work to a place where we can pay our instructors well. No, yeah. Dancers don't get paid well. It's very hard. It is one of the most underpaid jobs. And it's it's very sad because there's a lot of talent that, you know, is not accounted for. Yeah. And it's just like they want to see dancers as like the workhorse. Yeah. But dancers are the beat of everything when it comes down to it at the end of the day. Yeah. And it's it's just it's tough to know, like, it's still in that realm. But I feel like people at least we uh, when i say we i would say like kind of like aesthesia mm -hmm. is like on that right path to kind of like shed light on that and let people know like dancers are worth a lot more than what you're paying them for and yeah. they deserve it they work hard you know it's a very athletic job and people fail to understand that as well yeah i but but i do think one of the reasons is because people don't have a way to build sustainable income to pay for dancers like the reason why like you're you're paying a dance teacher 50 bucks or 100 bucks for a single class, you know, mm -hmm. is because you're not making much more than that. Yeah, you're on a budget. You're on a budget. You're running you're running a studio, right? Like it's hard. It's so hard to yeah. run a dance studio. And so for us, like we we understood that and knew that there needed to be changes. There needed to be a way for people for 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 Steezy to be sustainable, yeah. right? Like, and all of our money is made off of subscriptions. Our YouTube videos don't make any money, right? We, we use popular music, yeah. you know, so they, it gets copyright claimed and stuff. Mm -hmm. Everything comes from these subscriptions, but we knew we needed to build enough value in these subscriptions so that we can use that money and feed them back into the dancers and, and help build an ecosystem where dance is self-sustaining and supportable. And I always say this, I believe that being a great choreographer is so cool 
but being and being a great dancer, being a great freestyler, so cool. But being a great dance teacher is that is what should be the sexiest thing. Yes, that should be in the on the billboards. Yes, right, because you're the one that's that's carrying. Which Cz wants to create the next million dancers, and then the next million, and then the next billion, right? The teachers are the ones that do that. They're the ones that let people in. They're the ones opening the doors for people to what they didn't know. Yes. Teachers, dance teachers are so, so important. And we know that the system isn't necessarily built to support them. And so that's our mission. We're, we're doing everything we can and we're working really hard to change that. We know there's a long road ahead. Yeah. But that that's what it kind of, kind of boils down to. Yeah, but at least you guys are making the effort and you're putting your best foot forward. And it's not going to be easy. You know, there's going to be obstacles. There's going to be hurdles. You know, it's not there's – no, there's no manual for it. So no. it's kind of like – what do I do? Do I not do anything and just stay in the same place? Or do I move forward and just tackle the obstacles along the way? Yeah. And you guys are definitely doing that like so well. And not just myself, but I'm sure there are a lot of people out there that appreciate what you guys bring to the dance world and the dance community as well. Thank you, man. Yeah. I really appreciate that, Doc. Come on. It's all love here, it's all man. Love, I feel man. good. I feel good. Yeah. You should feel good. And you look good. You look great. Come oh, thank on, you, bro. man. Real steezy. Real steezy up in here. Right. Our, 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 our design director made this shirt for me. Are you serious? It was literally a picture of our friend's car. Oh, wow. And he just turned it into a shirt. He's, he's the reason why steezy looks great. He, <laughs> he just makes things and, like, helps us with just make just makes all our thumbnails. Mm -hmm. all, yeah, but it still all ties system. together in artistry. Together. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Kekes. Shout out Kekes. Kevin hey, Velasquez. Shout out Kekes. Yeah. Also Nick. We and just Nick. love Nick. Yeah. Nick, I don't know you, but I Nick's, love Nick's you making our thumbnails. The thumbnail you'll see on this video, Nick made The it. thumbnails be fire, bro. Like, Nick is honestly, fire. like... Nick is so stylish. Very handsome, too. <laughs> just shouting that out. It's a very important thing. Actually, both of them. Both Nick and Kekes, our design directors, are both very good-looking people. It's kind of... I kind of hate it. It's not I kinda, fair. I kind of hate coming in the office and be like, y'all beautiful. <laughs> bro, but I, I, I kind of like, I can get that, bro. Like, you have a hairline, bro. I don't have a hairline anymore. Wait, like, show it, show it, show it. Oh! But it's clean. It's the clean body. You know what I'm saying? But I feel like um, that's also just confidence, you yeah. know? Like, just confidence Living in yourself confidence. and who you are and what you do. Just be confident. Just don't be, be confident. afraid to be confident. Yeah. And most importantly, be yourself. Be your own authentic self unapologetically mm. i feel like that is the most beautiful thing when you can see a person that they don't care what other people think they're just themselves and they do it to satisfy themselves and nobody else that's how you succeed not just in dance but that's how you succeed in life 100 you'll find joy in all things that you do mm -hmm. because you never feel like you're imitating and you have to be something, someone else. Your skill levels and whatever you're doing are always going to be at exactly where they need to be. Yeah. Because you see the future. You see where you want to go. Yep. But you also know where you are is because you are who you are. Exactly. It's deep satisfaction. It's Let's just, go, dog. This just got real deep, bro. It got deep. Damn. Let's go, dog. Let's go, bro. Yeah. Come on. I appreciate you, bro. Yeah, man. Um, that's another thing, too. Um, dance is very good for like just like mental health issues and I oh feel yeah like that's it's talked about but it's not stressed enough Dan dance is known to 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 help with like alzheimer's oh yeah 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 100 percent, and it's just one of those things like people go through so much in real life and i feel like sometimes when you see such a good dancer like you said you see like the external aspect yeah. of it but you don't see the internal aspect you don't know why they are the way they are mm -hmm. or like what got them to that point like what have they been through like 
you know, it's not just all like rainbows and, you know, it's not just a, a clear walk in the park. Like yeah. people go through life, especially like over like these last two years, it's been tough. Yeah. And I feel like dance has been a huge saving grace for a lot of people, bro. Like, Absolutely. A lot of people. So like one of my big things like that life has taught me over like these past two years is that just be very appreciative of people and their time. Mm. You know, if you're investing time, you're investing energy. Yep. And if you're investing energy in yourself and, you know, you're giving me that energy, mm -hmm. I want you to know I appreciate that. Because sometimes people just need to hear that too. Mm. Like, I appreciate your time. And I appreciate, yeah. you know, you're giving me your energy because you could have been anywhere doing anything else right now. Like right now, we couldn't be, do we, we don't have to do a podcast, yeah. you know? You could have been working on something else. But the fact that, we're doing this right now is just like that's energy and time you're investing and that's something i genuinely appreciate because it's just like you don't have to do that but yeah. you wanted to do that yeah you know? absolutely we we, we I, I feel very strongly about like uh, how we we spend money and that's very important because we also spent time yeah. to make money yep so we can spend that money on something that hopefully does something valuable with our time whether it what we spend on saves us time for instance why would i use a broom when i can use a vacuum mm -hmm. the reason why we purchased that vacuum was because it saves us time on that and it gets us to be more efficient in those things not all purchases are, are built the same right mm -hmm. but i do think that spending time is such an underrated thing because you can spend money on almost anything and we're we're always going to never have enough money for all the things we want to do right but time i i i definitely i'm pretty sure i'll be alive for at least five minutes after this interview <laughs> right and <laughs> i i think i think those five minutes can be spent loving on a person it can be spent learning a new dance move mm -hmm. it can it can be spent um you know just just honoring people yes. as well and and there's nothing bigger nothing greater than that and that that can come from sharing time with a person yeah. talking dancing with them um working with your peers it's a beautiful thing people yeah. are beautiful and i think that um dance is such a wonderful field because we're able to share things in a deeper way than a lot of people just through conversation yeah we get to physically show love to people as well yeah um but yeah that's my thoughts i i respect that wholeheartedly and like you said it's just energy like sometimes you like i said you never know what somebody's going through but just that little speck of energy literally can save somebody's life like yeah. literally bro that's all yeah. it takes yeah it hits me hard i had a friend pass away uh last weekend i'm sorry yeah yeah that hits me hard wow. but um it's it's true little bits of energy given to people can no. save a life mm -hmm. yeah absolutely well it's not a down note it's a beautiful note beautiful we've got life we've got yes. friends we've got dance yes you know Duck Lock, you got a you got, you got four accounts right now. Okay, you can. Well, why don't you tell people where they can find you? You know where they can take your classes, things like that, or or what projects you have coming up. You know, right. tell the people. So um, you can find me on Instagram at nyc underscore x doc. Um, Facebook, you can find me as well. Nelson Cruz, you guys know my government now. You know, <laughs> I mean, revealed that um, upcoming projects. Uh, I am, well, squad, we're going to do the World of Dance World Finals in Whoa. Cali, so I'll be back here at the end of July. So that's something I'm really, really hyped about, and of course, I get to come back out to Cali. Yeah! Uh, that's very exciting. But um, aside from that, like, I teach in Orlando, Florida every Tuesday. Um, sometimes I teach out in Miami, sometimes I'll teach out in um, 
Tampa. Yeah. Sometimes I'll be out in Jacksonville. But, you know, I always try to make the effort to expand myself. So, you know, I'm willing to travel as well. Um, I feel like investing yourself is a big expense, but reaping the benefits of that is a beautiful thing as well. Because aside from the financial aspect, you meet people and like you can connect with somebody and relate just through dance and you can find out things about them that are not dance related and you're like oh snap you like anime i like anime you like pokemon i like pokemon you know what i mean and it's it's just that beautiful connection and yeah man honestly like i love light feet if you haven't noticed (laughs) and it's just like i'm very passionate about this dance and this culture and i just want people to feel that same love energy and, and enthusiasm that i have and you know just Give it out to the world. Give it out to people. Give it out to your friends, your family. Like, it's just there. It's just a beautiful thing to have. And, you know, I'm very appreciative of everybody I've ever crossed paths with. And, yeah, you know, we out here. I love that, man. I love it. I love it. And, and, you know, don't forget, y'all. Take his steezy classes. You know, he's what got I'm a saying? bunch of steezy classes up there, and and you know he he said he's here as a resource too. Reach out to him. Yeah. IG, right? That's the best place. Yeah, for IG, IG. Hit him, hit him up on Instagram, and uh, you know, let him share that love with you. You know, sometimes you need a you need that person that's right there ahead of you, and, and he's he's here giving his energy and offering it up to people. That is rare, so rare. <laughs> well. We'll see you in the next one. We'll see you in classes. Yes. We'll talk to you soon, Doc. Definitely. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Bye, y'all. Thanks again for tuning in. Again, this podcast was brought to you by us, Steezy Studio. Be sure to get your dance on today, too. So if you want to get some exercise in, take a Steezy sweat class. If you want to just vibe out and feel good, you definitely need to check out a good groove along. Or if you're up for the challenge, it's time to finally start one of those advanced classes you've been eyeballing. We'll see you in class. This podcast was produced and edited by Josh Jang, and the theme music for the podcast is Tempo by Neiman. 